Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Nonprofit U, a forum where nonprofit stakeholders can share lessons learned and discuss the latest developments in the industry. My name is Valerie Leonard, your host. I'm a consultant to nonprofits and I specialize in community and organizational development. I work with nonprofit organizations to help them make a stronger impact to their clients and communities. You can find Nonprofit U on Facebook and Twitter, and I encourage you to follow us and to comment early and often using today's hashtags, Nonprofit U, Lang Capital Group, and Show Me the Money. You can also leave comments on blogtalkradio.com forward slash nonprofit underscore U. The chat room is open, and you can post comments and questions. In order to actually post in the chat room, you must open a listener-only account. You'll find a link to open the account on the page for this episode. It's right underneath the chat box. You can also email me questions at consulting at com. taking questions by phone and from our chat room at about the 30-minute mark or so. The call-in number is 347-884-8121. Again, that number is area code Three four seven eight eight four eight one two one. Today's topic is show me the money for nonprofits. We'll talk about Lang Capital Group NFP's creative ways of structuring nonprofit organizations as well as financings to increase long-term sustainability. Again, we encourage you to call in with questions at about the 30-minute mark or so, and you can start posting in the chat room and emailing questions now. Again, my email address is consulting at ValerieFLeonard.com, and if you want to participate in a live chat, you must open an account, and the link is found on the episode page right beneath the chat box. The call-in number again is 347-884-8121. Nonprofit and community development professionals are especially encouraged to call in and share your stories and strategies and in fact, the scarier the stories, the better. You know, we think that those are really good stories from which to learn. Funding environment, we see rapid change, especially in the state of Illinois. When we look at the budget impasse, the revamp of state grant-making policies, and the reduction in funding, we see that there's considerable um, consolidation as a result. And, and when we talk about consolidation, we're talking about the merging of nonprofits. In fact, some nonprofits have gone out of business and there are fewer in some instances in the market, but there at the same time there's a constant influx of new profits. Um, so there's always a need for capacity building. And as a result, there is increased competition for limited funding and it doesn't help that new income tax laws could potentially reduce incentives for middle class donors to to make gifts to nonprofits. So now more than ever, nonprofits must adopt financial capitalization models. And when we talk about financial capitalization, we're talking about, you know, different mixes of capital, the way they fund themselves. So they have to adopt financial capitalization models that include public as well as private sources of financing, and this includes grants, private equity investments, loans, and tax credits. And the most nimble nonprofits will also restructure their organizations if need be 
and as well as their partnerships in order to maximize their return on capital so or return on investment. So it's within this backdrop that I have invited Stacy Hardman Lang. Um, she's a PhD. She's also the president of Lang Capital Group NFP. Her expertise is in building fundraising department infrastructures as well as developing solicitation strategies for donors across multiple giving channels. Stacy leads the business development and grant and research activities for nonprofit organizations worldwide, as well as developing strategies and partnerships to increase the flow of capital to the social sector. Stacy has helped clients obtain more than $166 million and counting in funding from government agencies and private foundations, including nonprofits, for-profit organizations, research institutions, and small businesses from federal agencies. Although her background is in the social sciences, Stacy has extensive experience and success with international proposals involving basic and clinical science, institutional improvement, student support services, workforce development, and other areas. Stacy has a PhD in psychology from the University of Illinois at Springfield. So um, we're really, really honored to have her here. And, and Stacy, thank you again for being a guest. And you know, before we get started, can you give us an overview of Lang Capital Group NFP and tell us how you got started? Wow. First off, I want to thank you so much, Ms. Valerie Lennard, for allowing us the opportunity to share a little bit about the nonprofit arena and Lang Capital mm-hmm. Group. So it's such an honor to be on your show today. And um, I've been watching it and listening to you for quite a while. And I'm so impressed with the services and, and your dedication to the nonprofit arena as well as the for-profit arena that you um, know that there's an emerging need um, for nonprofits and for-profits to work together. And we can discuss a little bit more of that on the show. Um, Lane Capital Group, starting off, we, being a um, in the social science field, I had just a, a gift for writing, and that mm-hmm. is how I actually got started in writing grants and proposals um, for just writing and being there and seeing a need and trying to meet that need, knowing there was some funding available. Well, that emerged about 20 years ago, um, and it turned now into a full-blown consulting management firm, which is Lane Capital Group itself, nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. And the company itself, although I personally have written over $166 million, our company has done over $300 million in grant funding wow. um, for the nonprofits and organizations that we work with. So we have a pretty um, full, full throttle wraparound service for not just nonprofits, but we also include for profits in our service arena. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, when we look at today's nonprofit environment, uh, we see, you know, as I mentioned before, there's serious change, rapid change. 
So what are some of the trends that you, as well as the folks at Lang Capital NFP, are noticing, especially as it relates to financing nonprofit organizations? One of the changes is prior, a while ago, people used to be able to just house their their nonprofit and um, and work solo and independently and in their little silo all by themselves, providing services mm-hmm. to their um, I target community and demographic. However, now it's, there's a need to, um, especially if you really want funding to help grow your business and to really provide services and expand your services, you got to collaborate some of your efforts. And a lot of people are willing and ready and able, actually, to collaborate and merge some of the services, such as you may have a child care um, center that is has preschool, and I have one that has after school. Well, we're not too far from one another, and now we need someone else with transportation. So you can merge those three programs, and now mm-hmm. you have a reason to not only – um, better service the clients, but you also have a reason to request a, a larger amount of funding. You you can structure oh, I love that. It. I love it. So, you, know, you understand? Because you got to collaborate. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm glad that you shared that example, you know, because I, I think that nonprofits understand that they, quote, unquote, have to collaborate and work together. But one of the challenges is how do you develop that partnership such that it makes sense? You're not what we call cannibalizing off one another. You know, the, you know, the example that you shared showed, you know, where partners are coming together and they complement one another and not necessarily are taking away from one another. So, so thank you for sharing right. that. You have to be strategic in your partnership. And we, we really match organizations with other organizations um, because we have a large client base. So when someone come in or go through what we call onboarding with Lane Capital Group, the first thing we do is we kind of take you through a system to see, could are you a good fit for someone we already have? Could you collaborate with someone that we're already providing services to? And how would that look? How could we structure that? Mm-hmm. So we so have that, that win-win initially at, at the intake. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. That's great. So when you are working with your clients, you're not necessarily looking for how you can help them with their current problem that they're stating. You're looking, I, I guess, probably beyond where you are with them. You're looking at the, the larger picture, and then sometimes people don't really know what they need. Is that right? And so sounds to well, me like you're kind of. Just in the flow? Absolutely. So we have a short-term, mid-term, long-term goals, and we mm-hmm. want to meet your immediate needs, what you think you came for, and what you really think that's all. But oftentimes, mm-hmm. like um, we have a young lady who came, and she does wonderful tutoring, She's been doing it for 10 years. She has a small client base. Um, she go around mm-hmm. to all these different homes and things, and she does these little small tutoring groups. So we, we structured her in a way. Now she has um, school on wheels, a, a tutoring on wheels. And her she takes now she has a beautiful tutoring bus where she could go into different communities 
and it has the computers on it, and she's able to now she's able not just to tutor. It has 20 seats. It's like a um, almost like a um, a tour bus is what it mm-hmm. puts you in the mind frame of a little smaller. Oh, I love though. it. And and it, it, so the, it's literally a bus. It's not this woman packing up stuff in her car going oh, from no, place to place. Oh no, it's literally a bus. <laughs> Yes, before she was packing up in the car, and she just wanted to know how to better pack up in the car. And as she was talking and having her results and demographics, and now she's not just working with students. She's now expanded. We've expanded her to work with senior citizens because she can go now with her bus to the senior citizens and teach them how to use technology. Now, we took her from just an education grant to a technology grant, and now you have seniors learning how to what apps are, and she's doing training. So we've expanded the entire vision, and that oh, put us in a better position beautiful. to expand her vision that she had no idea she had the capability of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I hope our listeners aren't um, getting the wrong idea when I said, you know, it sounds to me like, Stacy may know more than what they think they know. And, and I don't mean to be condescending if, if anybody got that idea, but sometimes, you know, and I'll put myself in that position, you know, sometimes you go looking for advice on one thing and someone you're speaking with can see things that you never even thought of. And, you know, Stacy is one of those people who can help expand your vision just as she described. And and I want to add there, too, Valerie, because the truth is everybody needs a coach, a coach and a mentor. I mean, when I go in the gym, I'm not quite sure how many um, reps I need to do, how many curls or squats. So I need a coach. So that person knows more than I do. And that's what people need mm-hmm. to do. we got to look for people who know something rather more or different, or it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be better, just different, to broaden our, mm-hmm. our thought process. Like, what else is there? You need a visionary, mm-hmm. someone to be able to take your vision and dream because you're in it. And when you're in it, it's kind of difficult <laughs> to really think outside of you're in it. It's difficult to think yeah, outside yeah. of um, the pool that you're in. Right. It's like trying to proofread your own paper. <laughs> right. You, know, you, you uh, read what you thought you typed. <laughs> And then exactly. somebody else will come and take take the paper and say, well, you know, you got a typo here, or have you thought about that, or, or what do you really mean by this? And you know, the, the outside person can really help you flesh out, you know, what you really meant to type and have a better paper. So I think it's important okay. to have outside influences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would agree wholeheartedly. And I think, too, that you would agree that if nonprofits are waiting for a government check, so to speak, (laughs) in the form of a grant, especially in the state of Illinois, they could be waiting a long, long time. In fact, in some cases now, that check may never come, you know, given some of the changes. So what are some of the strategies that you suggest for nonprofit organizations who are in a situation in which they're waiting for grant funding from a major funder that might be delayed in making payment for whatever reason, but they still need to make payroll and take care of day-to-day operating expenses in the interim. 
One of the things that's really important at Lane Capital Group is education. And we educate our um, clients right away. We have a whole um, series of education courses and workshops that we provide in order to help people know if you fail the plan, then you plan to fail. And Mm -hmm. that is um, a mantra that we use here at Lane Capital Group because you can't just have uh, one stream of income. Multiple streams of income um, crosses all business barriers. You must have um, several ways of um, generating revenue for your business. And I've had people who get one grant, you get a million, million and five, 2.5, and it sounds like, well, I got a $2.5 million grant, but that's really not a lot of money when you're running and doing services and staff and operations. And when you really break down the budget, and show people you really need to have a continuous stream of not just grants, not just fundraisers, um, but you also have to have some other income-generating um, opportunities within your nonprofit organization, whether it's membership mm-hmm. that you have. You need some support systems and streams of income that you can count on. Um, you need to be a, some line items in some people's budgets, um, corporate. Um, budgets, then you need to be able to um, create those relationships continuously. People really don't understand the power of marketing, but you have to market your service. Just like now, McDonald's is well known, but you see advertisement and McDonald's commercials all the time, every day, because you know marketing. I have to stay in front of the dollars, and in order to do that, you have to take the time to market and explore and create additional streams of income and not just ever wait on one stream of income. And we have mm-hmm. a lot of different ways. We have 10,000 in 10 weeks. We show people how to do um, tours in their, in their organization to raise funds. We show people how to do mini fundraisers, um, what we call mini um, little small fundraisers, um, in order to generate a certain amount of revenue that will um, contribute to the bottom line for the year's budget. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you give those organizations? They might be caught unawares. You know, they were counting on money, say, from the state or from the city, and and the money was delayed. So you're suggesting that they do emergency fundraiser kinds of things? Do they get loans? um, If I'm caught right now, if I were that nonprofit and I didn't have the funding, of course, I would do an emergency fundraiser. I would do a gala. I would do a call, um, a clarion call for action. But Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, you never get to the point that payroll is in two weeks and I've just been waiting, and if you did that, then you really have to do the clarion call, and they really need to call Lane Capital Group so that we can help them uh, guide them with their um, budget because that's poor budgeting, and it's okay because sometimes Mm -hmm. we do that unaware, and we're waiting, and we think funding is coming, So, and we'll say, well, I – I thought this was coming. In this industry and in these changing times, you can't think. You can't count it until it's in the account. (laughs) I know that's right. (laughs) I know know that's right. The Kitty Rogers song from The Gambler, you got to 
Count your money while you're sitting at the table. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Alrighty. So, yes, fundraising so, is a big part of Lane Capital Group. We do a lot of um, capital campaign, capital money. We do a lot of that. Okay. So I want to remind our listening audience that you're listening to Nonprofit You, and we're speaking with Stacey Hardman Lang. She's the president of Lang Capital Group NFP. We'll be taking questions from our listening audience and chat room at about the 30-minute mark or so. The call-in number, again, is 347-884-8121. Again, that number is 347-884-8121. I also want to let you know about the upcoming launch of Nonprofit Utopia, the ideal community for emerging nonprofit leaders. We'll kick off from Blue 1647 here in Chicago on June 26, 2018, from 6.30 p.m. until 8.30 p.m. Blue 1647 is located at 2150 South Canal Port in Chicago, so roughly Cermak and Canal Port. We'll be live streaming also from Facebook for those of you who can't make it in person. And I will have a link to the landing page in the comments section after this podcast. So if you want to learn more, you can do so. But um, that link won't be there until after I get through talking with Stacy. Okay, so Stacy, um, a large part of the proposal writing process for nonprofit organizations it includes research as well as development. Can you describe what that process looks like for your nonprofit clients? One of the things that, um, or one of the requirements when we meet with a client is that they are um, open to new opportunities that may emerge during, during our research process. So you may come to us and say, I want to educate um, kindergarten students in um, urban area, and that may be nice, but they may have funding dollars for um, high school or middle school students in a rural area that have Mm -hmm. um, autism. So how flexible is that individual when we take on? That has a lot to do with our success, too. A lot of people, Mm -hmm. um, what we call pigeonhole, their vision, and they just say, this is just what I want to do. I want to do anything else but this. And if you do that, you miss many, many opportunities for different funding um, streams. You also miss a lot of grant funding because they just may not be funding your vision or what it is that you want to do for the next 10 years. So you may Mm -hmm. just miss everything because you're you're, um, focused on just that one thing. So we really – go through a lot of education before we even get started. We want to make sure how open and receptive the individual is to um, alternative funding and different funding solutions. So when we go through that, once we get um, checked off and opportunities, and then we um, go through who is on their team. Our, our structure is very different because we want to say, Uh, we have a 98.9% literally success rate. So when we take on a client, we want to know who is on your funding team, who is available to assist you. Um, Because if we get this funding, a lot of people 
are just what we call me find me. I I can do it and I'll hire. But we need to we begin with the end in mind. So we start structuring that company and we make sure that they have um, an ideal of the complete process. So our research really starts internal with that organization mm-hmm. on who their support system is, who um, they can collaborate with. If you can't provide this service and we get you funding for this, who will you partner with? And we have um, all of that kind of lined up and structured in the beginning before we start. Mm-hmm. And then after we have um, the talk, so to speak, during the onboarding, then that's when we actually start generating their business plan and their concept. And from there, we start because parts of that business plan will roll over into the proposal. So now we have more concrete data. Now, those are for new nonprofits, but sometimes there are some pretty seasoned nonprofits that don't really have a solid structure. Then some some larger organizations, because we work with institutions and hospitals and um, mm-hmm. home health care centers, and sometimes they don't really have a working um, what we call the the body, which is your business plan. You don't have it. So we help them put all of those proper documents in place so mm-hmm. you can know where you're going and what it looks like. And that's kind of the beginning of our research. It's an internal process. And then we go to the um, some of our stuff is standard on some of the research um, close to home, and then we ex- expand out. But it always depends on the size of the institution and their um, knowledge of what mm-hmm. funding is and what the process looks like. Okay, so... What do you say to those organizations that say, you know what, I need my money now. I don't have time to go through this. Sounds to me like you're doing an assessment and, you know, for where their uh, capacity is, you know, before you even go after one dollar. Yeah, everybody everybody has to go through um, an assessment. And if anybody comes and I want my money right now, we want it. They don't even understand what the grant writing process. They don't understand anything. <laughs> uh, that, right. that is a red flag um, because a lot of times people have a misconception and they think it's just a big pool of money. And and we've had a couple of clients like that. They get started and they go all the way through the assessment, and then they say, um, "Well, it's been it's been two months." I, w- I want to get funded. And this is a person where you <laughs> oh, have to establish their nonprofit and get their 501 <laughs> in place. And, and they're like, oh, it's been two months or three months. I ain't got no money yet. And it's like, what? And we taught you this. And so what we've learned through those people is that we actually have to go back and re-educate and retrain. And we have to, that's why we have a series and a continuous process of educating people on grants are not just something, just this pool of money that's just sitting here. And when you say nonprofit, it releases to you like a lottery. It's not. Right, right. <laughs> and you can have, and Stacy, you can write the best proposal. It could look pretty. It, it could cover every point that the, the funder is looking for, but they're looking deeper. They're not just looking at the words, right? They're they're looking at the capacity and track record of the organization, and, and, and I think you're doing a pretty 
good job of helping folks to understand that. And that's really good too because people we one of the reasons or one of the contributing factors to a successful proposal is relationships. We have a lot of relationships. Mm-hmm. We spend a lot of time building relationships. If we know that we're gonna go after money, like say with MacArthur Foundation, we call the um the grants manager and we talk to them and, and we make relationships to understand what it is that they're looking for and um it's not just you just wake up and, like you say, write this glowing proposal, which we do write really glowing proposals. <laughs> However, <laughs> there's a lot of background that takes place, and um, people miss that part. So that's another reason why we provide that fundraising piece, because people need operational cash. They want to show some um, sustainability, some ability to not just be grant reliant. So, and we mm-hmm. show more on how um, to work your business, your nonprofit as a real business, and have a real budget. And we show people even from setting up the proper bank accounts and paperwork in order. We have to take people. Um, when people think grant writer, that's all they think is that oh, I'm going to get this money. But you really got to know how to get it and have the proper um, structures and what we call pillars in place to um, balance you and and get you where you need to go. Mm -hmm. Okay, so with that, I'm going to open up our phone lines for callers. Our phone number is 347-884-8121. Again, that number is 347-884. Four eight one two one, and you can also feel free to uh, post any comments, any questions in the chat room. If you don't have a listener-only account, all you have to do is click and presto changeo, you will have an account so that you can post your questions in the chat room. And I do see that there is one caller. I'm not sure if he or she has actually called just to listen or if he or she has called with a comment or a question, I am going to call on area code 804-624-1249. I'm going to make your mic live. If you have a question um, or comment, please share your question or comment. If you remain silent, we perfectly understand that you are here you know, to listen and hear more clearly. But at any rate, um, regardless of whether you choose to participate, I want to say thank you very much, so much for taking the time to call in. Okay, so do do you have a question, caller? Hey, you live. Hello. He got the boy. He got his boy. Well, I take it that that we're just background. While that person is is working, based on what I heard in the background, so so area code eight zero four six two four one two four nine. Thank you again for for joining us. At any rate, Stacy, you and I are gonna we're gonna continue our conversation. And if anyone else wants to call, please feel free to do so. That number again is three four seven eight eight four eight one two one. Okay, so they see um, Lane Capital Group NFP has an affordable housing division, 
Can you share an overview of some of the services that you provide for housing developers? Absolutely. Um, Our housing division actually is an investment opportunity where we have a pool of investors that either um, purchases homes for um, a cash-out option where someone may be on a lease option. Um, We also Mm -hmm. have a few of our developers who actually are developing, like one of our um, developers in St. Louis, they are actually putting up uh, multiple single-family homes at a um, beautiful home um, at a very uh, reduced rate. And uh, mm-hmm. there's an income um, requirement there and low income requirement, but it allows people who have um, lower income the opportunity because those development companies like the one in St. Louis are able to use grant money and um, collaborate with the city and um, mm-hmm. some municipalities in order to provide that service and that housing. And what happens mm-hmm. is that um, those who meet the requirements, they go through an application process, and then the homes are beautiful. They're built from the ground up, and anywhere from 1,500 to um, 2,700 in that particular development population. Um, and that was really a for-profit business that came to us for some funding, and then we worked with them on the importance of affordable housing in the community as opposed to just mm-hmm. having – Um, high-end houses and a new development, another new development, high-end housing, how about we make, um, give your for-profit company, a nonprofit organization opportunity to provide affordable housing to this particular community that you're targeting. Now, we're going to move from a different area code or, or zip code, so to speak, that you were initially targeting, but that we made to them was so, um, feasible and doable to them that they kind of restructured their entire um, business plan. And now that whole affordable housing um, is going up. All of the new homes are in the process now of being built, and the city has chimed in and provided some land. And that can happen literally all over um, the U.S. and some international places. We have a veterans affordable housing where one of our um, organization Fans of America down in Myrtle Beach is putting um, veterans housing, 150 different veterans homes all over the U.S., um, and we're actually getting ready to do a Motown tour, um, a reunion with um, some of the legends in Motown to help promote oh, wow. that veterans housing. So it's, it's a little fun, too. Nonprofits have some fun, too. <laughs> Um, in the process, but it's so many homeless veterans and underemployed veterans that need nice housing, and we have an opportunity to provide that being strategic mm-hmm. in our funding process. Okay, and you for me, just a point of mm-hmm. for me as a point of clarification, I believe you threw out a range of what fifteen hundred to twenty seven hundred. You're not talking about the mortgage, you're talking about square foot? Square foot, for the, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. I just yeah. wanted, to, wanted to be clear since we're talking about affordable housing. Yeah, okay. square and foot. Then, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh, oh that, that's okay. That's okay. So I, I just 
just uh, want to get a sense, too, and, and I know each market is different, but in that case, what were some of the ranges or potential ranges for the mortgages in, in the St. Louis project? On average, it was under um, $1,000, like seven. The lowest we had was seven thirty-five. Um, wow, and okay. then higher, you got a thousand dollars, and um, it, it's eleven $1, hundred. It's eleven fifty one rent for eleven fifty or lease to own mm-hmm. lease, lease option. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they have the most um, beautiful tax breaks. That is just, you know, once you get involved with municipalities and the city, and that that's just a gold star for everyone. So we look mm-hmm. for what we call the um, the Oval Office, so to speak, for everyone in the nonprofit arena. What would make a person collaborate with you? What would make a person mm-hmm. want to with you, especially your mayor or the governor? Because everybody mm-hmm. is looking for the applause. So how do we get you right. to the Oval Office, so to speak, or get you the bravo <laughs> and applause for um, your next before your in, next election? <laughs> mm-hmm. So we have to feed and find out what what is the sweet spot for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So just you know, before we move on to the next subject, just to recap, so some of the services you offer, and then you yes. also um, provide some sort of advisory services to help them better structure the deal so that they can get maximum return on their investment? Is that something you guys also help out with? For the most part, we have the structures always um, kind of put in place. We do the negotiating mm-hmm. for our clients. Mm-hmm. Um, we have mm-hmm. some clients like right now, the one in Myrtle Beach, someone is willing to give him 200 acres. Well, there's wow. a, uh, an investor that has to be involved in this process for that nonprofit we have to show the investor where their benefits will be at. We have to show the person who's donating the land, you know, where their benefits will be at. So we have mm-hmm. uh, a team that works for our nonprofits and for-profits. We don't just have um, one per even on the marketing, we have a whole marketing arm that because they have to market and brand that person, and um, we accelerate nonprofits um vision and um, their presence, mm-hmm. that's what we celebrate, the presence of them, so that people even know they exist and what they are trying to do. You don't have to be a great mm-hmm. big head leader in the nonprofit arena to get something like 200 acres. You just have to be properly positioned with the right representation and someone mm-hmm. in, with an open mind. <laughs> you have to have an open mind. <laughs> but have someone yeah. there. You get a whole team with Lane Capital Group, and that's what really helps make us a little more unique than just the mm-hmm. typical grant company. Okay, that's awesome. So what criteria might you be looking for? And I know each client is different um, when it comes to uh, working with developers, be it for-profit or non-profit. There, there might be, a, I'm guessing, a, a baseline that you're looking for in terms of capacity and, and other things um, before you'll put well, that client on. Um, you you said for the development part. Yes, ma'am. For the housing. For, yes, well, for the yeah real estate people, development. Some people come. Um, it has to be a minimum of a six figure process somewhere in there when they come to us. Some people come to us and they say, you know, I want to buy um, 
this restaurant and I want to sell healthy um, food out of here. And, and it's a great nutritional nonprofit organic garden type of thing. We take them and all of that is really good. But if you want to go into, into the um, um, investment piece, you have to think about ownership. Like they may say, not I want to buy it, they want to lease it. I want to lease this building. It has this restaurant equipment and everything in it, and I just want the building um, to lease it. And they don't really want to own it. you got to have some ownership-type mentality that my nonprofit will take full responsibility for this structure. And that normally starts somewhere um, at the low end, 100000 is is very very mm-hmm. low for us, um, but mm-hmm. we will we won't go below a hundred thousand. Some mm-hmm. people call us and they need you know twenty five thousand or fifty thousand. We we can't work with those because the paperwork is the same. So if you're not willing to take your vision up just a little bit more, let it, let it be at least worth the paperwork. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I- yeah, I tell people it takes just as long to do a $100 million financing as, as it does to do a 500000 one, you know, in terms of the, the paperwork. Um, yes. So, yeah, I see your point. I see your point. Um, so for, from time to time you get clients, they're looking for proposals, they may look for business plans. You know, sometimes you do both. Um, sometimes you do either or. Um, can you share an overview of some of your business planning services and when it might be appropriate to do a proposal versus a business plan? Well, we explain um, a RFP, a request for a proposal, if you are going for a particular grant application that you're submitting um, we we discuss that. We also discuss contracts. If you're on the GSA schedule, what services you're providing. If you want to contract with the um, school board, we have um, uh, health and wellness music in um, Indianapolis client, and she has a beautiful nonprofit and a business and a studio in her building. But now she wanted contracts with the school board for her nonprofit to go into the schools and work with the students and bring that music and that um, healing drum. She do drum circles and all of this. And we work with them on um, understanding that process. But, again, that business plan is needed and regardless of where which arena you go into. So if I'm going mm-hmm. to contract with the city and state or the government or if I'm going to work in my own independent business structure, you always need a business plan with Lane Capital Group. So when you come to us, if you don't have a business plan, we're going to check that off right away and say, oh, they need a business plan. Because, I mean, it's your roadmap. Mm-hmm. So everybody has to have a business plan that's in business. And you got to mm-hmm. know um, quarterly, <clears throat> you know, the short-term, mid-term, long-term goals. So you have to know mm-hmm. quarterly, you have to know monthly, you have to know weekly, right down to daily production, productivity, revenue. So we have a business plan that show you the steps. And then you can always go back to the plan and say, where are we now? It's your accountability mm-hmm. partner all the way through. Everybody is on one accord. So even at Land Capital, we have a lot of different um, business opportunities that come to us. But in our business plan, 
if it doesn't fall in one of our pillars, and we only have four, so if it doesn't fall in one of our pillars, then then we can't do it. You know, we also have a natural resource where we um, have some people that um, are investors that operate with gold and diamonds and um, mining and all of that. So that's a part of our resources, but we don't deal with oil anymore. We used to do oil um, in the vessels and all of that. So that's not one of our um, streams, so to speak, anymore. Mm-hmm. So when those opportunities come, you have to know out of 100 opportunities, you're going to turn down 99 when it comes to land capital. Out of all the people that come, we turn down <laughs> the 99 because you've got to fall. It's a, quite a few criteria to come in. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's awesome. Now, out of curiosity, is there any form on your website that people can go to and and fill out for an initial screening, or do they have to call you first, and then you set up yeah, an appointment? Yeah, they, they call in. They, they, we, we welcome them to call because we also are very personal. <laughs> we mm-hmm. uh-huh. we like people to, I mean, we believe we have a bunch of forms for people to fill out, but it really doesn't tell the truth, the whole story. And when you have a conversation with one of our agents, kind of ask you some questions that, a form couldn't ask you, and you give an answer, and that will. It's a very um, honest and and genuine process. So it's kind of organic, and you'll say, like the lady with the school buses. Well, you know, I go and I on the form she'll say she does education, um, home based education. Well, when you're talking to us and we understand, we say, oh, well, have you thought about this? And they say, <laughs> oh, wow, I didn't. And we say, oh, well, do you think this is something? And you never get that aha. And oh, mm-hmm. from a form. So we take the extra time to actually um, talk to and interview um, people who come to Lane Capital Group. Mm-hmm. Very okay. personal. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. I just want to remind our listening audience one more time that you're listening to Nonprofit You, and we're speaking with Stacey Hardman Lang, president of Lane Capital Group NFP. Uh, we'll take questions. We've got about 15 more minutes for you to call in. And our phone number is 347-884-8121. You're missing a golden opportunity if you don't call. But even if you don't call, I'm sure you're learning stuff. I know I am. If nobody else is learning, I am learning. And I'm not ashamed to say it. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say it. And I say Thank you so much for you know taking time out of your busy schedule, and you know, and I know the value that you add for your clients. This is not a cheap conversation, even though it's free. So you know, I, right. I do wow. want to remind you, it, it's very valuable. So I, I can't thank you enough. So. Um, it doesn't look like we have any calls right now, so we'll just continue with our conversation. Um, okay. And, and Stacey, one of the, yeah, one of the things that differentiates Lane Capital Group NFP from other nonprofits, and you know, notice that this is a consulting firm, but they are structured as a nonprofit, is is the fact that you're providing advisory services that scan a wide range. So from time to time, you might have to work with organizations that not only have to structure 
the financing and that is bringing the money into the business, but sometimes you might have to actually restructure the organization or the partnership or the joint venture just to make sure that you can get maximum value out of the deal. Can you give us some instances where you may have had change the the structure of an organization or partnership to, you know, in order to do the deal? Well, one of the things Lane Capital does, we ask the tough questions. And sometimes mm-hmm. we get organizations where um, it's all family-owned and operated, and sometimes that's not the best structure um, or the best people well. on the board. Um, <laughs> all right. Let me, let me stop. I'm sorry. I, I I had a very visceral response. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to be professional. Forgive me for laughing like I I like I do when oh, I'm not a mixed company. True. See, we're organic. That's real. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. I digress. Continue. <laughs> but that's it. Um, the the response you just got, we sometimes when they come in and we just have to say, sometimes we, we do ask the tough questions and mm-hmm. when we're at the round table and sometimes we ask people, you know, what's your value here other than right. the daughter, the cousin, or whomever? What's your value? What do you bring to this organization to make it grow and flourish? And sometimes right. the the visionary or the founder doesn't have the heart, so to speak, provide the service. And, and we have to tell them service is more than um, working with the client. Service is providing a, a sound, structural, sound and business operation. That starts, that's a part of the service that will right. create – um, longevity. You want to be able to not just provide, be here today and gone tomorrow. So we look and we do the two-year, three-year, five-year projections, ten-year projection. What will happen? And not just projection is not just with your organization, but what's happening in the economy. When, how many elections will your organization go through? And what will happen with the funding as as now when there's a change of guard? So how mm-hmm. will your organization? And the rain and the pain. Um, everybody wants a rainbow, but they don't want to go through the rain or the storm. And I like great mm-hmm. big rainbows, so I'm okay going through a few <laughs> tsunamis. We got to do it. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I love it. So, it's, you know, listening to you talk, it, it sounds like you're really um, giving them the banker talk before they even set foot in the banker's office, you know, you know yeah. listening to the way you approach it. You're asking me yeah. the tough question. Capital because there's so many ways to generate revenue. I mean, when people say, show me the money, we want to show you. But you've got to be willing, ready, and able. And able sometimes is a, is a mindset. Sometimes you mm-hmm. just got to know that it's possible mm-hmm. and allow us to show you a way. If I could show you a way to actually provide the services that you have dreamed and desired, even if it's not to the population immediately that you wanted to, would you allow me to show you? Would you allow me to, to expand your vision? Would you allow me to tell you how solar panels can actually get you some different funding for your building, how you could actually um, increase 
you go um, use the eco-green friendly process, could you allow me to show you a different way? Because if, if they're open to that, then we can have a conversation. And then we can start building. And Lane Capital, when we come in, we don't, we're not, um, the reason we were very selective with who we work with, because our relationships are long-term. Um, we're mm-hmm. part of your long-term goal. So sometimes our contracts are five to ten years long. We have clients that we've worked with for 12 and 15 years. Um, oh, that we get money for. We become the funding arm of an organization. So once we start working with you, we keep growing. We grow with you. Stay in there. And sometimes it takes a little longer than people expect. Sometimes, I mean, we've worked with people for 12 and 15 months before we got them funding. But one guy, we just got some funding. We worked with him. He was about to give up. I just don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen. And at the 16th <laughs> month, you know, he got a million and uh, $1,750,000. $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $
um, we help get them positioned so that they can, um, meaning their products and services, so that they can get on the schedule. Um, then we, um, Gary A. Johnson Company, that is um, a company in Baltimore, Maryland. His company provides um, training and development for um, organizations. They go in and they do um, um, disciplinary. They also do discrimination training. They do um, – he, he works with a lot of government companies in order to um, do the training. He do all type of personnel mm-hmm. and personality training, and the government mm-hmm. hires for that. So we structured him – and we got his company from just um, – he was doing very well as a private independent company. That's a for-profit. But then once we got him on the schedule, he's been on there um, 10 years strong. That's a very good example of someone that we built his and redesigned his um, mission and vision to expand the services, not necessarily the mission and vision. He had it there. He just allowed us to expand it and add um, – the benefit of being on the GSA schedule and getting those government contracts, which actually increased his income and bottom line um, a hundredfold. Wow, wow, that's wonderful. Alrighty, so we're going to close with this final question. And, you know, I guess it's in two. Uh, what are some of the lessons that you've learned along the way that you would like to share with nonprofits? And then, what advice would you give to emerging organizations that would like to position themselves for long-term growth? And and I guess that's, that's really the same question asked twice. <laughs> okay, no. Well, for nonprofits, um, my lessons have been to be patient um, in mm-hmm. the process. Um, with people understanding, I have to, I've learned to become um, more patient. And um, I've learned to, uh, that grant writing and fundraising is a never-ending journey. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes people really just don't know. They really just want to provide the service. We have a lot of, of do-gooders out here that really want to just, I just want to help the people, and they, that's what they want to do, and they may not really know the business part, and we don't want you to have to go and get an MBA um, in order to be able to operate your organization, so we provide education classes, and um, same thing, we would refer someone to you, Valerie, for sustainability, for someone to um, know that their their paperwork and documents, and they are um, following through and doing their reports the proper way. So we we have that, and we also outsource and refer out as well. So using our resources and collaborating, that's one of the things that I've learned. It's really good to collaborate because, again, although I am Dr. Stacey Lane of Lane Capital Group, I'm just the president. I have an entire board and I'm not the um, the end all be all. I mean, I have I have an accountability team, and I have to take instructions and directions. And you know, we have board meetings <laughs> to get the job done. So that's important for people to um, know that you got to be willing to let other people in and let other people help you. 
And that's what my lesson to everyone would be. That would be my recommendation. Allow people to come in and help you. Give us a call. Lane Capital Group, we're at 800-968-1775, 968-1775-800. So we provide services. Let's have a talk. Look, that's true. And what is your uh, website for people to contact you? Lane Capital Group, L-A-N-G. C-A-P-I-T-A-L group, G-R-O-U-P dot org, lanecapitalgroup dot org. And I guarantee our listening audience, um, if you go there, you will be very, very impressed with the wide range of services there are available. So uh, we've come to the end of our show Stacy, we, we thank you so much. Um, I just want to remind our listening audience that you're listening to Stacy Lang Hardiman. She is the president of Lang Capital Group. Um, and before we go, Stacy, do you want to share any parting thoughts and, and again, repeat how they can get in contact with you? Well, I, I thank you so much is what I want to do. I thank you, Valerie. I want everybody to be at Nonprofit Utopia. I think that is just, you rock with that. I mean, that is so, I was like, wow, that's a beautiful name. And it just really thank embraces you. all that you do and what the nonprofit, I mean, Nonprofit Utopia. Go figure, right? Um, yes, just log on. We have our email links and everything. You can reach out to us. Um, give us a call, 800-968-1775. Okay, great. And with that, we will end this call. And, and I thank you again, Stacy. And I thank our listening audience for listening to Blog Talk Radio today. Um, if you want to download this podcast, it will be ready in about an hour. Stacy, I'll make sure that you get the link so that you can share it. You can thank you post so it on your on your website, if you like, I, I think you know what we talked about has been so um, informative. So thank you much. Absolutely, thank you so much. All righty, so you take care, and for our listening audience, I will talk to you next week. All right, bye bye. <laughs>